House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is in a tough spot. Democrats are unlikely to vote on any short-term spending bill that includes any of the Freedom Caucus demands. If the demands are not met, members of the House Freedom Caucus may consider a vote to replace Kevin McCarthy. At the Capitol, Eric Rosales, EWTN News Nightly. All right, Sandy Rios with you. That is a drama playing out on Capitol Hill that I want to tell you about today because it will affect all of us. It's not happening just today. Uh, it's between now and uh, September 30th when they have to uh, finish the appropriations bills. What does that mean? Well, it's the funding for the government. And there's a battle f- uh, forming because the Freedom Caucus, along with other conservatives, are trying to stop Kevin McCarthy uh, from simply passing uh, a provision that would continue this huge, incredible, bloated, dangerous inflation-causing budget that he passed he signed into law uh, last spring. Uh, they're trying to stop that. Uh, and so we're going to talk about it today. And it's true that Kevin McCarthy's speakership is in jeopardy, I think, over this. Uh, there's talk of government shutdown. What does that mean? Will that stop investigations? Well, we're going to talk with Congressman Bob Good, uh, who's right in the center of all this. And we're going to explain it and also explain to you what you can do to help. If you don't like gasoline prices, if you're concerned about inter- um interest rates going up, our energy prices, all of that. If you're concerned about your rent, your mortgage, all of it going up, then you need to listen and you might want to take action. But before you take action, (laughs) I hope you stay and listen because um, I want to remind you that we can't have these discussions without the sponsorship of Preborn. Preborn is just doing great work, saving the lives of babies through providing ultrasounds. According to a recent study of hundreds of post-abortive women, 60% of them reported that they would have preferred to give birth if they had received more support from others or had more financial security. And I don't doubt that at all, based on my long history of fighting this issue and trying to help women who, in my own way, not as efficient as preborn, trying to talk women out of this, trying to reason with them, trying to illustrate to them how harmful it is, not only to the baby who loses its life, but to their long-term mental health and sometimes health and sometimes ability to have other children. And so if you want to help in this effort and help preborn to provide ultrasounds so moms can see their babies and not have an abortion, all you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. I want to remind you that you can call us at 662 821 2040. And I think I forgot to tell you that this is Sandy Rios 24-7. I think I forgot to tell you that part. Uh, but some of you, of course, tune in every day and you know that. Uh, but for others, it's Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, you can write us an email or pen or type, whatever you want to call it, at sandy at afr.net. That's sandy at afr.net. You can listen to the show on any podcast platform, whatever your favorite might be. You can also, of course, go to our home mothership, which is AFR.net. That's AFR.net. And if you are not um, like tech savvy, uh, podcast savvy, you can go to SandyRios.com, which will make it really simple for you. Plus, you can find out other information about the show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so um, I think that's everything that I wanted to tell you. And I, I, you're going to, Bob is always so good. Bob Good is so good. And he's going to explain this in a way you can understand it. Let's stop this incredible downward spiral of spending while we can. Sit back 
and listen to Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. Well, there is a growing possibility of a government shutdown on October 1st. That's because a group of about three dozen House Republicans is drawing a red line on government spending. Their votes are critical and time is short. Capitol Hill correspondent Eric Rosales has the latest. All right. Well, we won't listen to the latest right now. I just wanted to set the thing up because uh, we are uh, in the middle of a real uh, drama playing out on Capitol Hill. I don't think it's getting enough attention. And I think it's so extremely important. And I'm going to make that case with one of my favorite congressmen, Congressman Bob Good, who joins us. Uh, he represents Lynchburg, Virginia and the surrounding area. Uh, and his, this is his first term. He's just knocking it out of the ballpark. He's a central figure in this fight. And I've asked him to join us today. Good morning, Congressman Good. Hello, Sandy. Great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, you know, the last time we talked, it was about the speaker fight and that uh, Kevin McCarthy and the fight uh, for his fight to retain his seat um, and the pushback that a few of you gave. I don't want to revisit that again. I just want to set the stage. Uh, that did set the stage, though. He did prevail because he agreed to do a lot of things that uh, conservatives mainly the Freedom Caucus were demanding of him. And for a, a while, it was pretty good, I think, in the House. I think you would agree. It seemed like Kevin was going to um, respond and respect uh, conservatives in the House. And then came that uh, the budget proposal of Biden in 2023. And I think that's when... Can you just give us a sentence, a paragraph, about the effect, uh, what it was, and the effect it had on the, on the uh, mood of the House? Well, you're correct in your summary. Uh, in January, when we had the speaker battle, uh, when there were 20 of us who were voting against the presumptive speaker, now Speaker McCarthy, through 14 rounds. And as you know, at the end, the way it culminated was 14 of my colleagues came to an agreement with the speaker, a commitment to changes to how Congress would operate, changes to the rules of the House, uh, seats at the table for conservatives to influence the legislative process, whether it's on the Rules Committee or the Appropriations Committee, and then some commitment specifically to do certain things. Uh, we did get some rule changes, as I mentioned, that would, you know, minimum time to read legislation, uh, single-issue legislation, working through committees, allowing amendments from the floor, those sorts of things. And that has taken place. And so that has given us a fighting chance to bring conservative policies to the to the floor and to fight for the, to advance those policies. So some of that was maintained. However, there were other things that were committed to, like voting on a balanced budget, and we have not done that. We've not allowed my budget committee, I'm a member of the budget committee for the second term here, uh, to bring a balanced budget to the floor to vote on. We have a 10-year marked up balanced budget that we want to bring to the floor. I'm on the Republican Study Committee, where chaired by my good friend Ben Klein here in Virginia, uh, where we have a seven-year balanced budget we want to bring to the floor. 
we were promised that we would uh, have a vote on term limits. That has not happened. And there were some other, and we were told that we would impeach Mayorkas, and that has not happened. But most importantly, to your point, what January was about was not doing what we've always done from a spending appropriation standpoint, from a fiscal standpoint, the number one responsibility of the House. We had just come off where the Senate, 17 Republican senators in December, had joined Democrats in passing that $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that eliminated our ability to impact the funding of the government through this September, we could have used the debt ceiling as the leverage to force that, force uh, spending cuts, and uh, Speaker McCarthy failed to do that. He made a deal with Democrats, Biden and Schumer, to keep spending at the same level, to increase the debt ceiling until January of 25, with essentially no conditions to that. We discarded the limit, save, grow, uh, policies that we all have voted for as Republicans uh, back in April. So now we find ourselves with only one of our 12 appropriations bills passed, and we've got a limited amount of time to do that in September. And quite frankly, the House should pass Republican bills with Republican policies that cut the spending back to pre-COVID levels, as was agreed to back in January. There's another huge agreement that was part of that uh, moving forward with, with Speaker McCarthy. And that's what we ought to do, send it to the Senate, and then it's up to the Senate to decide whether or not to keep the government open or to shut it down because they refuse to pass the spending bills that come out of the House. Bob, let me, let me jump in for a second because I want to, in plain speak, this is the problem. You know, when we try to talk about money to people listening, even if we're not giving dollar amounts, we're talking about process, and their eyes glaze over. They don't, they, unless they've served or they live around Washington, D.C., they don't understand. So I think uh, to distill it, what happened was the, the way the House had developed, it was a top-down leadership. Uh, the leaders in the House and the leaders in the Senate were controlling everything, and House members and senators were losing their rightful place, their responsibility, their duty, their voice uh, to make any decisions, and it had become so corrupt, and of course the spending is out of control, and you've got so many people enriching themselves, especially, I'll say, in the Senate, and it's probably not confined to them. And so this was a serious change when you guys made those demands of Kevin McCarthy, and I don't think it takes a rocket science to under, scientist to understand that we are in deep trouble with our finances, and it's affecting all of us. You know, look at the the interest rates, Bob. Going, people can't are not if they could afford homes before, they can't now with the interest rates going that's up, right. and that's all, that's all connected to inflation, um, food prices, all of it, gasoline prices. It's all bundled into here, and that's what Bob and the House Freedom Caucus and conservatives are trying to stop on your behalf. So be patient with us if we try to explain to you uh, what this, what's happening and how you might be able to help. Um, so, Bob, the thing of it is, you've got, as you said, you've got uh, what, 12 appropriations bills. Let me just say, and you can explain this better than I can, but every year the idea is that every, like, certain sections divided into 12 of government spending are divided, and you guys are to discuss calmly and reason and do amendments and pass each of them each year in a timely fashion, and that hasn't happened in years, has it? No, you are certainly correct, and to your point you were making a moment ago, the days of spending recklessly and growing the deficit, growing the national debt without consequence as sort of an abstract thing that maybe everyday Americans don't understand how it impacts their daily lives because they're busy just trying to take care of their families and to, to do the things they have to do, those are over. 
because we're seeing, to your point, the massive inflation caused by the government spending. I think Americans are realizing that. You're seeing the interest rate increases that you talked about that are crushing them in their ability to buy a home. The average mortgage now costs $1,000 a month in interest more than it did a year. That's real money, $1,000 more to buy an average home on a monthly basis than it did when this president got into the White House. And then also we had our credit rating lower just a few weeks ago for only the second time in history because of our national debt and our deficit. So that causes interest rates to go up even higher. And so we can no longer afford to run. We're on track this year with a Republican majority to run a $2 trillion deficit, to take the deficit from $32 trillion to $34 trillion this year. And that's in part because of the omnibus spending bill where the Republican senators joined with the Democrats to do that in December. It's in part because we did not use the debt ceiling battle to cut spending, to force spending cuts on Biden and Schumer. But it's also going to be in part if we don't cut our spending right now, this month, with those appropriation bills that you talked about. Okay, so here's my opinion. Uh, I'll just say it and then you can correct me. Speaker McCarthy seems not to have learned this lesson on money. I don't understand it. He... Uh, seems unwilling, in spite of all that's happened to him and the danger of losing his seat or his position, he seems unwilling to do the right thing. He, right now he's pushing, as I understand, for what he's calling a short-term CR. He's got all of his acolytes out making the case that there'll be a government shutdown if, uh, uh, if a short-term CR, a clean uh, continuing resolution isn't passed. Explain to people, Bob, why that's a... A short-term CR is not the solution. What's the problem with that? Yes, you made a really good point a moment ago about the changes that we negotiated to give regular members a chance to influence legislation. So we know Speaker McCarthy does not have the power that Nancy Pelosi did just to dictate from the top, control everything. Now we have a seat at the table because of the negotiations that we accomplished back in January. But that just gives us a fighting chance. Now to that point, uh, we have a greater voice. And so I fear and I suspect what will happen, unfortunately, is the speaker will join with Schumer and come to an agreement to pass, as you said, a continuing resolution or CR, which keeps all the Biden, Pelosi, Schumer policies in place for a little longer, keeps all the spending levels that are bankrupting the country in place for a little longer, in theory, to buy a little more time to negotiate the spending bills, to come to some kind of an agreement. So maybe 30, 60, 90 days. I will not support that, and I believe the majority of my House Freedom Caucus colleagues will not support it unless it contains policy wins for the American people that make it worth, you know, buying, you know, 30, I'd say 30 days, maybe 60 days, meaning we secured the border, or we passed our energy, return to American energy independence bill, and we, you know, we defunded the, 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 the IRS expansion and the FBI weaponization, and we, you know, reverse the policies that are destroying our military. Things like that that we've put out in, a, in an official position just a few weeks ago. We've got to have spending wins, or we will not. We will not support that continuing resolution. Just kicking the can down the road for no changes that are wins for the American people. Yeah, and I, I have to add, you you touched on it, but there are some really great things that you guys have managed. I think they're part of the language of these appropriations bills, like the the uh, the ma the what's it called the one on um, on immigration. I forgot the name of it. Oh, the Secure the Border yep. Act of 2023. The the border. Is that, yes, yeah. Is that in there, or it, you're trying to get it in there? Well, 
I will say in the 12, now HR2, the, the board security bill led frankly by Chip Roy and Andy Biggs, really the, were, were the, the brains behind it, the strongest board security bill ever that would put into law the good policies that the pre- previous President Trump executed that Biden reversed, he couldn't reverse those if he passed the law because it would become the law. He'd have to have Congress do it. So that's H.R. 2 that we passed out of the House. So, no, that bill is not in it. However, I will give credit where it's due. The Republican House, influenced by the Freedom Caucus and the conservatives, in these 12 appropriations bills that we're working on, one, only one of which we voted on, but it does have good Republican policies that are reversing the harmful Biden policies that are destroying the country, the climate extremism, the diversity, equity, and inclusion, the CRT, the transgender funding, the the uh, abortion funding, those sorts of things. So they're, they're good bills in terms of policy, but we have to be willing to fight to implement those because the Senate won't like it. We've got to have a willingness to say no and to force the Democrats to cave, just like we've also got to cut, and this is what we, we, we haven't come to agreement on, is cutting the spending back to the pre-COVID levels on non-defense discretionary that we agreed to back in January, taking a step by cutting a couple hundred billion dollars worth of spending, which would be the biggest spending Congress has frankly ever had. Uh, we've got to have that, too, and, and it all takes leverage, a willingness to say no. We do our job in the House, and we say no to the Senate, and we won't cave. And that means if the Senate shuts down the government, we still won't cave, and we call the bluff, and we hang yeah. in there because we have to win for the American people. Yeah, I want to talk about that a shutdown in just a second. I want to, though, underscore these are at least some of the Freedom Caucus demands. You guys made this clear in August, I think it was the 21st, Uh, You want there to be some measure to address the unprecedented weaponization of the Justice Department and the FBI. You want to stop the left's cancerous woke policies in the Pentagon. Uh, You want to oppose any blank check for Ukraine. Uh, And then um, also uh, supporting a plan that takes us to Christmas Eve like they always do. And uh, I remember by Obamacare, Bob, that's been so many years ago, mm-hmm. but I remember they held Congress in session because they claimed there was going to be a government shutdown, and they they just did horrible things, honestly, to get that bill passed. And, and that's what you don't – that's one of several things you don't want to happen, and that's what you're trying to stop. I want to stop just for a second before we go into the, the whole notion of a shutdown. Let me just pause to say that we have another new – a sponsor. It's Christian Healthcare Ministries. If you're like most of us, you know you're paying way too much for your health care, and that's why I want to tell you about a ministry that's been meeting the health care needs of hundreds and thousands of Christians through health sharing, and that's Christian Healthcare Ministries. That's chministries.org, by the way. Christian Healthcare Ministries is cost sharing made easy. And for over 40 years, this unique model has allowed believers to choose their own doctors without worrying about networks or waiting periods, since they are not an insurance, but a faith based alternative to insurance. Members not only get advantages from the affordability, the flexibility, and the reliability of CMH, but they also receive access to 24 7 telehealth services at no additional cost. It's no surprise that doctors across the country appreciate working with CHM, and you will too. It all starts with a visit to chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest-serving health share ministry serving all 50 states. Share the good news with a friend too. chministries.org slash Sandy. Make, make the switch today with anytime enrollment. 
chministries.org slash Sandy. Congressman, I want you to hear this clip from uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn. She was on Sunday Morning Futures, which was hosted by Jason Chaffetz on Sunday, and uh, she was talking about the uh, the spending bills, what we're, we're discussing, and she talked about uh, or alluded to the government shutdown. Let's listen. What we hear every day from people is inflation is crippling them. When you look at the increase in the price of groceries, when you look at what is happening with gas and what they're facing at the pump, people are saying, what can you do to bring down inflation? One thing we can do is to make certain that we take that power from the White House and we get these bills across the finish line. Um, Any comments, Congressman? On that statement. Well, I, yeah, I had not heard that before, but I do agree with her that the, the solution is for us to pass our Republican bills that implement Republican policies and that cut our spending, send them to the Senate. Then it's the Senate's job to pass those bills, or they can choose to shut down the government and hurt, and, and hurt the American people. But we cannot fear them doing that. We're, what we cannot do, this would be a disaster, and what I fear we might do. Uh, not with my vote, of course, but that we pass bills out of the House that we think the Senate will pass and the president will sign. And we pass those with Democrat votes in the House and Republican votes in the Senate. And we work out this compromise that worsens our fiscal situation, does nothing to address the deficit and the national debt, does very little to change policies to reflect the Republican majority in the House. That would be a disaster for us to do a CR now that doesn't have any wins for the American people, then ultimately come back between now and Christmas and pass a new budget. And that's what we are determined not to allow to happen, to use every mechanism at our disposal, everything's on the table, to hold our own leadership accountable, to be who we say we are, to do what we say we will do, and we're not going to stand idly by and watch that happen. Yeah, so, but uh, the claim seems to be that if these bills get across the finish line, it's going to bring down inflation. And I just, uh, I don't know that she's, I think she's pushing, uh, she's pushing for Kevin McCarthy's position. Senator Blackburn uh, then said, this this is clip one. What we are hearing is the one person who is really pushing for a government shutdown is Chuck Schumer. And this is something he thinks would help him politically as he tries to hang on to the U.S. Senate, which, of course, we know is going to be very difficult for him to do and probably impossible. But what we do know is this. Senate Republicans, House Republicans are pushing forward to get these spending bills across the finish line because this is how we take the power away from the White House and this is what we can do to get inflation under control. Uh, but uh, well, I, the thing I want to address is the shutdown. It's got, if they're claiming if there's a shutdown, that terrible, no good, horrible shutdown, been, Republicans have been scared. They've had their panties in a wad about for decades. I'm sorry. Uh, it, they're claiming that would stop all the uh, the investigations in the House. Is that true? Not true. Absolutely not true. Uh, the House Oversight Committee can continue to do its work. Impeachment inquiry could continue to be pursued. That is a distraction. That is a deception. That's as phony as it was back in January to say, hey, if we don't immediately like the Speaker, the House can't do its work. Simply not true. Uh, the Speaker gets to decide what are essential operations of the House, and he can keep the impeachment inquiry if we start that going and keep the investigation by the Oversight Committee and others going. Eighty-five percent of the government continues anyway. Only about the 15 percent that's considered non-essential does shut down. 
we should not fear a shutdown. Uh, we should be. We should do what's right. Be principled. Be courageous. Force the Democrats to cave for once in the last forty years, and and to pass Republican spending bills that the majority of the country gave us the majority in the House to do. And so we shouldn't just pass bills just to pass bills. It's only the way the American people, if we cut our spending and reverse the harmful policies that are in place now that are destroying our country and are crushing the American people. You know, I was in a briefing yesterday where someone said uh, that um, in this particular case, there are actually moderate Republicans who are uh, against this short-term clean CR. Is that your observation? And would you agree with that analysis that some of the moderates are coming to your viewpoint? Well, I certainly hope so, and I'm not sure what those numbers look like. And, and you know, that does speak to the point that in the Republican House, we do have moderates. We've got conservatives, everything in between. And, of course, I'm on the strong conservative side, and that frustrates me. But the Democrat Party's in lockstep. They are, are all radical leftist Marxists that are voting in lockstep to destroy the country. Some talk like moderates, but they all vote like AOC and Pelosi. Yeah, There's no do. diversity in the voting record on the Democrat side. We do have some diversity on the Republican side, and, and we battle with that makes it tougher for us to pass legislation because uh, we've got differing viewpoints. Uh, thankfully, I believe there's more conservatives, and I think that's right for the country and best for the country. And so uh, we, we need to come together and have the speaker lead us to do what the majority of Republicans want us to do, the, the majority of what the country wanted us to do when they gave us uh, the, the control of the House, and that's to pass Republican legislation to implement conservative policies and cut our spending. Do you think his position is in jeopardy if he forces through this short-term CR? I do. I think that if the Speaker were to make a deal with Democrats to do an unconditional CR with no policy wins for the American people, I think that puts him in jeopardy. I also think that if he goes further and uh, after the CR and just passes spending bills that don't have the cuts back to pre-COVID levels and don't implement the Republican policies and we just you know, concede to the Democrats in the Senate, then I think that puts his speakership in jeopardy. I do. Okay, well, one last thing. Uh, the, the deadline is September 30th, so I think the question, of course, we've tried to make it uh, understandable so that people can understand what's at risk here. It is the interest rates. It is your utility bills. It's your out-of-control uh, fuel and gasoline prices. It's all of that. It's expenses rising. It's just a terrible thing that's happening to us. Uh, and this, and really, this is on the line because this is like not reining it in. If they don't rein this in, it will continue. It's as, e- as simple as that. And so, uh, 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 what can people do, Congressman? What can they do? Well, it, if they live in a, a state where they've got a Republican senator, if they live in a district where they've got a Republican representative, they need to make sure that they let them know that they want to go back to the pre-COVID level spending that was agreed to back in January, and that was part of the Limit Save Grow bill passed out of the House. They want Republican policies implemented and spending cuts implemented, and they need to stand with the House Freedom Caucus. All right. I think maybe they'd remember best just stand with the House Freedom Caucus. <laughs> there you go. You know, with, there you yeah. go. That, so in summary, get- that would do it. Yeah, yeah, in summary, that's the thing that they will remember. So uh, Congressman Bob Good from Lynchburg, Virginia, you've really, uh, thank you. I, I remember coming to speak for your campaign you sure uh, in an effort to pull you Hard to believe it's the, been about two and a half years. I, I, I know, but how gratifying that you won and that I see you actually doing something. Uh, it's just, it's very encouraging. So thank you. I just want to make sure you have my gratitude. So thank you so thank much. You, and Sandy. We, thank you. We, God we appreciate you. your valuable time. Same to you, sir. This has been Sandy Thank Rios you. on Sandy Rios 24-7. 
This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Thank you, Preborn, for being a sponsor of this show, for making it possible for us to hear things like that from Congressman Bob Good. I think you will agree that um, it's, it's a valuable effort, and uh, we're doing our best to bring you information uh, in the most reliable way, stuff that you can, can, can trust. I work really hard to make that possible. I try to guard my... You know, it's hard to... The Bible tells us very clearly that controlling the tongue is a big deal and very hard. And I have to say to you, it's been hard for me through the years. I, I've i always had a lot of words. My dad used to fuss at me because I talk too much. And when you have a lot of words, you often speak carelessly. Um, and so I've had to discipline myself through the years not to speak carelessly. That doesn't mean I don't. <sighs> that doesn't mean I don't. But when I bring information to you, I, I tell you that I'm very careful about that and very careful about my sources, and I try to make sure that to the best of my knowledge, I'm bringing you the truth. And so um, that's what Preborn makes it possible for me to do. And in the process, we're saving babies' lives. I mean, really, what could be better than that? What could be better? Um, if you would like to join us to do that with Preborn, they provide ultrasounds for babies, ultrasounds for moms who are pregnant and are concerned about that pregnancy, uh, maybe even considering abortion. Uh, the ultrasound, of course, allows them to see in pretty good detail uh, their baby in their womb. It's pretty incredible. I saw my son years ago. Of course, it wasn't this really advanced ultrasound then, but I still saw him, and I could see he was a boy, and it was just, it was such a thrill. And this is what they provide, and over half of the women decide when they see that baby that they're not going to abort. If you want to help, if you want to help, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Of course, that's preborn.com slash Sandy. Good evening, Trace. You know, congressional leaders say that they're eyeing a short-term fix to allow lawmakers to pass about a dozen government spending bills. But members of the House Freedom Caucus say that they are vowing to oppose that. They don't want any spending bill to pass without their priorities. The Freedom Caucus put out a statement this week saying in part, quote, in the eventuality that Congress must consider a short-term extension of government funding through a continued resolution, we refuse to support any such measure that continues Democrats' bloated COVID-era spending. Failure to pass a CR by October 1st would result in a government shutdown. From a spending standpoint, and we could agree to cut our spending to take just a modest step towards in the direction of fiscal responsibility. However, if there are those... Uh, who have that responsibility, that refuse to honor that responsibility, and then we should use a government shutdown as a leverage point. And Congressman Chip Roy insists conservatives must take a stand. So you use that power of the purse to force change. That's what it's about. Not crawling up in a ball crying, oh my God, they're going to say government shutdown. Go do your job. Our job is to use the power of the purse to force change. The caucus warns it will oppose a clean CR and any bill that doesn't include the House passed Secure the Border Act of 2023, address the weaponization of the Justice Department and FBI, and end woke policies in the Pentagon. The Freedom Caucus also states it opposes a blank check for Ukraine aid in any supplemental appropriations bill that's likely to include billions more in domestic emergency aid. All right, Sandy Rios, back with you. Isn't it, wasn't it amazing when Congressman Good said that we are going to, if they pass this, we will increase our debt to 
trillion dollars. Did you realize that? I didn't. I'd lost track in the 20s. 34 trillion dollars. My understanding is that uh, each American at this point, if you broke it down to how much people owe, I think it's it's in the hundreds of thousands. You, your kids, your grandkids, every American. That's how bad the debt is. And at some point, the bottom is going to fall out, and you might say that it's already falling out. And that's why we have to help that. We've got some real heroes. Um, Bob Good, Congressman Bob Good is one of them. Chip Roy is one of them. The Freedom Caucus guys, uh, Scott Perry, who's often our guest. I, I just have such admiration for these guys. They, they actually have a thankless job. Uh, they are working night and day. The Freedom Caucus has really developed a whole they have become so organized, and they have developed a whole team to write legislation on these bills. You have no idea how complicated that is. You're talking about the federal government, twelve divided into 12 sections. Can you imagine trying to fund each of that? And that's what they've taken on. They've got uh, their experts working on this, and they're thinking through every detail and how to make it right, and they're offering uh, these really good amendments and these great policies. They are fighting for us. We've been asking for that for decades. And we finally have these guys who are fighting. And I have a couple of things to say about that. First of all, do not leave the field. I don't care how discouraging things are. Do not leave them on the field by themselves. Don't fail to support them financially. Support them when they're running. Uh, Be on the ice. We get into this 2024 election. Make sure that you know the candidates that are going to run are are Freedom Caucus-minded guys. They may not want to join because they're more independent than that, but they must be aligned with, basically, with the conservative policies of the Freedom Caucus or don't let them in. We have very little time to save this country. And so, and that that also applies to senators. It's not just congressmen. It's, just, it's not just uh, representatives, it's senators. Uh, I've, I've heard of some, I, I just heard Mike Rogers is throwing his hat into the ring in, in Michigan. Mike has been, uh, I, I know Maria Bartiroma has him on all the time, but I can tell you uh, behind the scenes that he has, I'll just tell you this, on Benghazi, and some of you won't remember, but think if you think of uh, the sudden withdrawal from Afghanistan, Benghazi was same but different. Horrible, horrible, horrible during the Obama years. We don't even know where Obama was on that night or where Hillary Clinton was on that night. And all of these people were killed and terribly injured. You only heard about maybe three of them. The, the American ambassador was drugged through the streets. Um, it was horrific. And our president and vice president were, you know, AWOL. We don't even know where they were. Uh, and I also know that uh, around the D.C. The, there were dozens of others who were, were seriously wounded and injured in that incident and had to sign a non-disclosure agreement never to speak about what happened to them. Uh, we brought all kinds of evidence to the Congress, meaning um, group people I work with in D.C., Andy McCarthy was one of them at the time. Um, I'm not an expert on Benghazi, but I was, a, you know, I was a person reporting on it, making myself an expert in that way, but certainly not like others. Uh, and so, but I was their cheerleader and their person shouting from the housetops, and so we had a, a ton of experts convened. We called them the Benghazi Coalition. And we gathered all kinds of evidence and tried to get it to the House. Uh, John Boehner was the Speaker of the House then. Um, and 
basically Trey Gowdy, and I'll just have to say this is the way it is. I'm sorry. I name names sometimes. Congressman Trey Gowdy always uh, talked a good game. My friends of mine said he's all hat and no cattle. And the way I actually saw that happen was the, the Benghazi hearing that they finally were forced to have. We had to wait a couple of years for that hearing even. Boehner didn't want to have it. Uh, so uh, Trey, Trey Gowdy was placed in charge of it. And that committee shut out any of the information, any of the stuff I'm telling you, and more. They didn't want to hear it. And they acted as though they were having a hearing. They claimed to their constituents they were having one. And Mike Rogers was right in the center of stopping that. So he's running for Senate now in Michigan. At least he, I don't know if he's actually declared he's indicated that he's going to run. I'm just telling that's one person. Uh, so I'm, I'm asking you to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves uh, as you evaluate candidates. And uh, a lot of my fellow Republicans will disagree with me. I'm a hardliner. You have to know that. I am a hardliner. I think we're losing our country, and I don't, I don't believe in messing around. I actually believe in saving it, and I don't have time for people who are seat holders or who want to enrich themselves or have personal gain or whatever their motivation, if they just want power. No, we've had enough of that. That's why we're in the shape we're in. And so all that to say, this is where we need to support the great men who, and women who are in that caucus and other conservatives who are not in the caucus, but they're there and they are fighting. So we need to support them and we need to support future people who are running in this 2024 election and make sure, you know, a hard litmus test for each and every one of them. So um, remember that Congressman Good said that the best thing to do if you want to help with this is call your Republican congressman and your Republican senator and ask them to please follow the lead of the of the Freedom Caucus on this. Do not sign another big spending bill or a short-term CR. Uh, Follow the lead. Tell them you're not worried about a government shutdown. Let it happen. Let it happen. Who cares? The whole country is going to shut down if we don't get a hold of the spending and other things as well. And there are other policies, of course, that the Freedom Caucus is clamoring for, and we've been over all of that. Okay, so I just wanted to be as clear as I possibly could about what's at stake here. On a personal note, I want to tell you that uh, Bruce is not has not left the building, and he's not on another planet. He's actually gone. The reason he's not with me, there was a uh, death in his family, so he's out doing that. I know some of you will wonder, well, where's your husband, your sweetheart, Bruce? Well, that's where he is. He's uh, he's been gone, uh, and so he'll be back with me soon. I promise. Uh, and so, I just want to thank also our sponsors. We've got um, well, who do we have? Can you fill in the blanks? Let's see. The first one is what. Yes, preborn. You can go to preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. And what's the second one? Oh, I know you're just learning this. It's got the initials CHM. CHM. You got it yet? Christian Healthcare Ministries. Christian Healthcare Ministries, a new sponsor that we're so proud to be affiliated with. They will bring great medical care to all that sign up at an affordable price. Different choices uh, for different levels of the plan, but check them out at chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Make sure you know that you can call us. Write this number down, 662-821-2040, or you can email us at sandy at afr.net. You can listen on any podcast platform, any of them, or you can listen at afr.net. Or you can listen easily at sandyrios.com. Are those enough choices? 
I think there's enough choices. So uh, uh, thank you so much for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.